just 1% more people actually finish your listening to your sales message. You know, is it worth the $10? Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or the Autoresponder Guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. So I did it again. I went back to our list and I said, what are the classic marketing books I want to tie this to? And I chose Scientific Advertising and the Robert Collier Letter Book. Right. Because those are the books my dad recommended all yep. the time first. And so I wrote this email and it was pretty successful because it was called, you know, it, it got the highest open rate of any of any email ever sent from the Gary Halbert letter. In fact, wow. it was it, it was at 52, but last time I checked, it was at 54% open rate. And that's huge that's for open rates. Yeah, absolutely. Especially on a lit, especially Bigger on a list that has been unscrubbed. Right. It's a big list that's unscrubbed and been built over decades. Yeah. You know, it's easy to get a 52% open rate uh-huh. if you send everybody an email. And then you what you do is then send another email to only the people who opened your last email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We need segment like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, you can play you can play tricks and manipulate those numbers. This was this was an honest to God 54% open rate on a list that was that's that is had no Filtering, right. no enhancements, or just absolutely the opposite of what you would do to boost your in, your right. open right. Anyway, so I sent it and I promoted the I promoted it with those other books, and all three of those books made it into the top four of Amazon again, right? Nice. And now when you go and you look at these other books um, that are classically being sold, you get told, you know, uh, to go buy them. Now there's a lot of stuff that I left out about how I did this or how I did that and and things like, you know, that to make that all happen. But that the lesson in that story was to experiment and see if it works and then try and replicate your results. And if you can replicate your results, then you have something that you can do and take to other people. You can take it to other people. And, you know, I, you know, this next book that I'm going to be, that I put out, I haven't really started marketing it yet. I just made one quick announcement on Facebook because I saw some people had right. kind of talked a little bit about it. People who had, yeah, I think I was one of the ones just that heard slightly. <laughs> I, I think you were the first one to oh, Was it. I really? Was I? <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I, I think I apologize. Yeah, because you know, like, I think you said Bond talks about that in his new book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You well, the, 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 the foreign letter was actually leaked out by accident too. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was I was like, oh crap. Well, this is just going to go off like the foreign letters did. So I was like, okay, I'm going to announce this, and I only announced the ebook version because the print version is coming out in a little bit next week. I think I'm just you know I was collecting blurbs for the back cover. Nice. Anyway, so this one's going to have, this one has a whole new set of, uh, I'm going to use all the things that I did when the first one to, right. to do all the marketing tricks that I did to make it not only a success, but a continued success. But I have a whole list of other things that I'm experimenting with in this launch, which is different from the pre, you know, which is different from the previous launch and have never been done before. And it it may work or it may not, but one of the, you know, um, some of the early results of some of the stuff is already working and some of the stuff has not been tested yet at all. But the thing that my dad taught me was Find out, you know, there's another thing, lesson that he taught me, um, and I'll explain it when I explain this. The book that, I, you know, as you know, that I put out is about editing. Yep, great book. 
And I, what I love about that is nobody's ever really covered editing in depth. Nope. And if you look through my checklist and the things that I teach in the book, that even some of the standard same old stuff that you've heard about for 10, 20 years, which there's not a lot of because people don't really cover editing for sales. They, you know, yeah. There are people some covered editing for writing, but this is editing specifically for making more money with your sales messages. So what I did was, um, you know, but there are some things in there that people will talk about, and it's different from the way that everybody else taught it, including my father. Like when you talk about power words and inserting, you know, pu punching up your language and inserting power words, I teach you how to do it <clears throat> with your own power words, not just take a list that was given to you by Gary Halbert or, you know, John Carlton or other right. people. Because you're being kind of you're you're kind of in there forced, and you end up trying to. It sounds forced because you're trying to imitate somebody that you're not. That's right. So I teach you tricks and stuff, even with standard stuff. But there's a lot of stuff in there that was, you know, I've never seen taught by anyone yeah, else. I agree. In any case, so what I did was I said, you know, I'm going to do is I'm going to. One of the things I hated about the, the um, Amazon and the way they work is you can never really get the names of your buyers. Yes. You know, they don't get, they don't share it with you. <laughs> Smartly. <laughs> so I had this idea and I said, you know what? I want to give them my checklist, but what would make them want the checklist? So I, I grabbed, I called these places that make those long notepads that are for realtors. Yeah. You know, the realtors will give you a shopping list and, you know, drop it off at your home and you'll put it in the kitchen and use it for your shopping list. It's a long, thin notepad. And I called and I said, you know, how much would it be to, you know, do one of these notepads with the checklist printed on every page? And it wasn't too expensive. So what I'm doing is I'm offering everybody who buys a copy of the book and sends, um, signs up at my website and sends me a copy of the receipt or proof that they bought the book. Um, I send them one of these notepads for free. Okay. So that means if he's sending you the notepad, I can, I can afford it because it's coming out of, you know, I, I don't, it's, it doesn't take the whole profit of the book away. Right? right. So, but what you do, and this is Gary Halbert thinking is, you know, you sign up, I've got your email address and I'm going to send you back. You're now on my blog, which you're going to want to be on anyway, because I do not send, you know, I don't, I don't send That's, you off for yeah. yeah. every single day. And well, you know, I don't send you an offer every single day. And when I do, it's, it's rare. And it's usually something that's really worth sharing. And I try to be more unique than everybody else. And I usually, you know, it's, yep. if I send you an affiliate offer, it's something that's really been vetted to make sure that, you know, it's not hurting the Halbert name. And that's so, so that's even extremely rare, but I'll let you know about things like that. And so in this case, um, the, I'm hashing out the funnel, but the thing is I've got your email address and so I can send you something. But you also got to give me a snail mail address, right? Right. You know, it's the only way for me to send it. And when you get the checklist, it actually comes with another letter, you know. Nice. Um, and this is classic Gary Halbert thinking. This right. is clear, you know, it's experimenting and solving a problem that other people aren't doing. And, you know, the the thing is, if, you know, when you're promoting and you're doing stuff with books uh, like Amazon and stuff like that, you see a lot of people going, you know, here's my $10 book. You know, my book is a dollar. Actually, they'll say my book is a dollar right. and it comes with $10,000 worth of bonus material, right. you know, which is a bunch of PDFs and everything else that, you know, under the sun that they've gotten a lot of marketers who are trying to get make names for themselves to all throw it in there. Right. And that's not Gary Halbert thinking. And the reason it's not Gary Halbert thinking is because now your brain is going, oh, I've got all this material to go through. And because it's, oh, all this material to go through, you rarely, nobody ever cracks it open. That's right. You know, these these bonus loaded stuff, I mean, the, you know, the, 
that it's you'd have to have some serious, yeah. yeah, you'd have to have a serious obsessive compulsive disorder to actually, you know, start cracking and getting into all the bonuses that are bought. So, and you know, and the other thing is that's kind of in in a slight way. If you know, if I bombard you with emails every day, that'd be annoying. So I won't do it. In fact, most of the stuff I do is very kind of time sensitive, and the re- and I do that on purpose. And, and I, fo- by the way, I follow through with that because one of the other things I learned from my dad is your behavior and how you operate and do everything, even if you're you know not on the ball with everything like I am. I'm much more creative than logistical. So I, I'm like my father. I'd be a lousy manager just because one day I'm going to want to get up and go to the beach instead of handling my mail. Right. Um, <laughs> but one of the things I realized is that, um, you, you know, one of the things, you know, you can break trust and lose trust quite a way. And it's not because, oh, you know, this took a little while to get to you. That that can happen. But it's more or less because, you know, they, they just know it's it's not true with you. So, you know, sometimes you call it training the list. And what you're doing is it's really shouldn't be called that. It should be called proving that you mean what you say. So if we tell you, hey, this is not, you know, this is on sale for a little while and then it's no longer on sale and you've got to take it off of sale. How many times has a webinar been, you know, the only time we're going to have this webinar and there will probably be no replay, (laughs) right? right? And then the replay's out 30 minutes later or they sell you a product that's $500 and then six months later, they're giving it to everybody for free. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. What you're doing is you're training your list to understand that six months later, your product is going to be free. <laughs> right. Just wait. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're training them. Hey, you know, unless you, you know, unless you think you're really busy on this or, you know, you need the shiny object right now. So the thing is, you know, uh, what I do is I want people I figured out a long time ago. One of the first things that I put out and I didn't even really put it out. I taught somebody else and they recorded me teaching them and they put it out is, you know, some things on how to get really good open rates and really write really salacious and irresistible subject lines to get emails open. And it worked, it works so well that people were tripling their email open rates and people were, um, and I was getting, you know, people I didn't even know were giving me these great testimonials and talking about how, you know, awesome this was and doing YouTube videos and things like that on it. And I went even further and there, cause people, you know, I called up AWeber and I have get response as well. And they both said, man, your open rates are just like through the roof. Right. And I, you know, and I, I got to admit, I did ask them like, how do mine compare to others? I thought they were okay, but I I just didn't know. And, right. you know, for sure. And they're like, no, 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 you got really good open rates. And so the reason that was, is because I thought like my father, I was like, you know, um, I did, I basically applied his a pile B pile speech principles to getting your mail open, to getting your email open. And one of the keys to doing that is getting people to give you a real email address. I mean, a non-spam email address, right. because what happens is you, you know, you have a, or, or you have a problem with stage fright. So you go looking for a cure online and some guy, slick marketer says, I got the cure for that. I'll give, send you my PDF, give me your email address. And you say, okay, Mr. Slick marketer, give me, I'll give you, here's my spam email address because I'm not falling into that trap. And then you go to your spam email address and you look in there, there's 50 to 500 messages since the last time you've been there, right? And you uh, um, go looking at the top and you find the PDF and he's either done one of two things. He's either delivered and you're off practicing what he's taught you or he is not delivered and you're all back at the internet thanking God that you can give him your really mad promote us and right. you are back at um, – you're, you're back on the net looking for your solution. Either right. way, you ignore those 500 to 1,000 email addresses, right? Yeah. 
But what happens is, you know, then you go to close out your email account, but you go to check your mail and your primary email address. But you see in the spam filter, there's 10 messages. Do you just delete them? (laughs) No, you check them, see that grandma didn't slip through the cracks. You know, you scan (laughs) them real quick. Okay. Yeah. And so the the moral of that story is it would be better for your emails to land into the spam box of a primary email address than into the primary box of a spam email address. Right, right. And so what I was thinking, so I started developing all these techniques to make sure that you got a primary email address. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and um, I developed these plans and these techniques, and you know, and I was thinking, who do you really want in your primary email box? And they're people who deliver you value. They're people who don't, who, you know, whose messages don't come exactly every Monday on Monday. Uh, at, you know, every Monday at 10 a.m. And now there are some exceptions to rules. Again, I don't believe in absolutes, but they are all kinds of things to do with timing, to do with the promotions, is to to changing their view and their outlook of why they are are signing up and all of these other things that would get you a primary email address. Now, that's not as important as it was when I did that because now you have 50% of the people are checking emails on their phones. Right. Right. Yep. And be, most people are not, um, they, some people can, again, I don't believe in absolutes, but some people, but mo- most people do not operate two email addresses on their phones. You know, for the the majority of them, they have a primary. So they're more hesitant to give out that email address. You need to do more to make them want to give you that email address. But one of the tricks I would teach them is to create stuff that they would want to consume on their phone. Oh, I see. So I would say things like do the Gary Halbert on the Go program where we formatted the newsletters so that they're easy to read on your phones. So when you're on the go. And you're, you know, on a train or in line or, you know, at the bank or yeah. waiting, you can get, you can make that a productive time by consuming some classic Gary Halbert material that'll help, you know, make you become a better marketer. Nice. And that, you know, so when you do that, you go, yeah, I want that on my phone. So that when you make the decision of which email address to give, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you give a primary, yeah. you give a primary email address. <laughs> and it's, you know, some of the stuff I'm explaining sounds like manipulation, but it's not. It really it's about providing what people actually want. Right. So like when you come to my email address, okay, and you want to give, you know, you, you want to get something from me, let's say the notepads or whatever. Thing is, most of the, you know, I've got to polish this because I'm like my father. I'm like, I'll test this. It works. And then, you know, I'll leave. Yeah, go to the the I am not. <laughs> yeah. What I need is one of those managers that, you know, that finishes off. No, I, I, I'm good at hosing off the car and figuring out a quick way to get the dirt off. But what I need is somebody who's going to take the time with the toothbrush and get in the vents and, you know, and, right. you know, do the out. detail. Yeah. So do you, so never expect detail out of me. I'll tell you that up front and honestly, <laughs> you know, I'm just not that guy. Yeah. But the, but I will experiment with things and then I will, you know, and I will do stuff. But what I want to also do is I want to be the, the thing that I promise. So if I tell you, which is true, I make very time sensitive announcements. There is um, one of the things I did with the Boron letters to celebrate my dad's birthday is I created a smaller travel sized edition. 
Okay. And I said, you know, I don't want this to compete with the larger one, which is better for because it's got margins for taking notes. People love to take notes in that book. Yeah. But I've always wanted one to, you know, to for travel size because I, ha- I have bags and it's easier to fit into some of the smaller bags if it was a little thicker, but a smaller size. So I resized it and created what I called the road dog edition because my dad had what he called road dog buddies. And I'm one of them right. where he would cruise around and talk shop with, go around and experience with and he called them his road dogs and so i created the gary since you could carry this around with you i called it the gary halbert road dog edition and for his birthday i only printed 100 copies of it and i numbered them all and i signed them all and then i had found the the corporate seal that uh for the gary halbert letter and you know you squeeze it and it makes an impression on a piece of paper right okay um it's not stamping it's well you are i guess technically stamping it, but it's not an ink stamp. It's an impression stamp. And so I sealed each one with the, with the, with that. So, you know, I announced on my blog that these, you know, the, for the first shot at getting these and they, you know, so many of them were gobbled up so quick. I didn't make another announcement right Right. there. And there are people to this day and they're asking me, Hey, can I get one of those? Right. It's highly sought after, you know, and the thing is, what people are really finding out is when I say, tell you I said when I tell you I sent a time sensitive offer what after a while this offer is gone or the price is going to be yeah, doubled. It's, it's for real. You know, and a lot of people say this is you know that's another thing. People will say you know this is this price is fifty percent off. I don't do that. I say the price is going to double. It's the same right. thing. It's the same yeah. math. Instead of a hundred dollar product that's off fifty percent off for fifty for fifty dollars, I'm saying it's it, you know get into it now because the yeah. price is going to double. <laughs> yeah. Because no, in your mind, you're, okay, yeah. yeah, you're like, oh wait a minute, that's that's a little stronger urge, right? Yeah. So when I tell people to go and sign up on my email addresses or whatever, um, you know, and I tell them that there's time sensitive, there will be people who are like, you know, hey man, I missed that offer, and I know. The reason they missed that offer is they signed up with a spam email address <laughs> and it is too late. I don't, I don't turn around and find, you know, an excuse to come back and give it to you again. You know, right. I say, you know, you know, and if something is super, super highly in demand, maybe I'll find a way to bring something similar out again or do something, but I'll always be considering the first buyers and what what's going to continue to make them special. So for example, I'm not going to do this and I don't have any plans to, I, I really am not. But if I were to do another road dog edition, I would make it like version two or something. Cause right. the people who, cause those people holding version one would go, I still got the original, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to make the people who spent $500 on my course go, man, I spent $500 on it. And two months later you gave it away for, free right Um, now after a certain amount of time now gary halbert process was you know charge a lot of money then discount it then maybe give it away for free and then uh you know upsell something else um but there's a way to do that to get the best of both worlds you know and i always find that to make sure that you know the pieces that you're getting you know what you had to do was you you had to wait so long you know like i could teach you about getting emails opened a lot you know more now like what i just taught you that that the trick about doing the phone thing right Right. um the people the getting those the people who had learned from me how to get primary you know or or not just primary but to get really high open rates and write great subject lines and stuff like that had it, it for a long time and had an advantage for a long time, you know? Yeah. And so then, it, then, then it's a little different, uh, but so I'm just saying, 
you know, again, when it comes to marketing, know your, know your prospects, make them happy, make them want to come back for more. And not, and, and the best way to do that is to understand what they want and strive to give them what they want, you know, and what they need too. It's not just what they want. Sometimes you got to give them what they need and they don't know what they need um, and stuff like that. So, but anyway, that's, so yeah, they, you know, so one of those things that I learned from my father are, you know, learning how to think. And the great, the great part about that is we, you know, my dad and I will can be in a, in a room full of marketers and they'll be talking about discussing a problem. And we, we, and let's suppose you're in a room with a hundred marketers and they're veteran marketers. We will know there's always going to be 20 people who know the real answer, the, the tried and true tested answer to a marketing problem or to a marketing question. And my dad will always be, and so will I, will always be, know the exact answer that, that those 20 shark cats are going to actually give you. But my dad and I were also the only people in the room that will go, okay, here's a unique way to do this. And it's a different that nobody had thought of. Right, it's like the notepad thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the notepad thing. We're going to like, okay, no, here's a unique way to make sure that you're getting this. So while, you know, everybody is, you know, you know, while everybody is thinking about, well, I'm going to offer 1400 bonuses in the description page of my book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. what we're going to do is get, you know, I got people who are trying to prove that they bought the book to get the notepad before <laughs> they even read the book, you know? That's genius. It really and is. And then you say, they say, why do I get the boat? Oh, in a way, you know, I'm proud of it. And yeah. the reason, what I actually, when I do something like that, the stimulus in my head was like, you know, my dad would go out of boy there, yeah. you know, and <laughs> my dad would do what he constantly did, which is remember everything you do really well and right, get credit for it. And, and everything you screw up, I had nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was what he taught me. And uh, I honor that. Yeah. I, I tell him that all the time. Now we have, uh, but, I was going to say we have, I mean, that's the, the, the hints and the tips and stuff you've just dropped here over the last, well, look at an hour and that's just flown by are some of the, some of the best marketing little tweaks I've heard in a long, long time. And, and your editing book and so forth is, uh, something every, uh, person listening to the show, if you're into copy or you write copy and we have a lot of copywriters, they should be purchasing that book. Now that book is book number, it's label is book number three. If I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of yes. me. Yes. Uh, so that means there, uh, I mean, is the Boron Letters uh, considered part of that series, or is there going to be two more books in that series, or how's that going to work? Well, okay, here's the way it works. The Boron Letters has nothing to do with that. In fact, it, the, the description of the book warns you that this is not a complete copywriting course and that this right. is not an extension of the Boron Letters. Right, right. And what it is is mar- in, uh, good copywriting and marketing can be broken up to, into what you would call three or four phases. Okay. The first one is the power in all your copy comes in knowing your prospects. The power in every every tip I gave you, power in the Domino's 30 Minutes Pizza campaign is knowing that the customers absolutely are sick and tired of not knowing when their pizza is going to arrive. Yeah. Okay. The power in knowing the power in the the tips I gave you about mobile is an understanding your customers are, you know, reading, you know, that they're, they're, that they're not operating two email addresses on their phone. Yeah. Why do I know that? Because I have a phone, right? (laughs) You're a person, you know, (laughs) you know, after, when you hear that, you go, God, that's just common sense, right? But the truth is, it's really, it's really being. I actually developed that before I got my first smartphone, by the way. Well, there you go. Um, that's even better. But the, 
Well, because I knew my the thing is, I knew myself so well that as soon as I got my first smartphone, my head would be everybody would be looking at the top of my head during dinner, right? As right. I'm with got you know down there with my finger scrolling the screen. Um, but anyway, it's about com. It's about knowing your customers so well that at any point you can trigger their impulse to buy, knowing what to what to provide for them that really are going to want to buy and they're going to eat up and they're going to love and how to present it and stuff like that. But it's 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 research. It's in all your power is in research and knowing your customers. Okay, and I'm going to give you some tips here in, in a second about yes. this stuff. The second phase. After doing all of this, the second phase is really about um, it's about taking all of the, these ideas that you have and what to offer and the knowledge you got from the research and you create, come up with your big idea. And your big idea can be a unique hook, it can be a unique offer, or a unique solution. So a unique hook is let's say you know Hertz is number two, which makes us try more. Right? right. That's not really an off special offer or a special solution. It's a unique hook. A unique solution is we've got a unique solution to your problem. And that can be in the, um, in the, in the, in the, whatever the product or the service that you're, that you're providing, or it can be actually in the form of a, a marketing solution. Like you have a solution for getting to, to, to getting to your customers cheaper than your competition does so that you can send them more sales messages or get your, you know, or, um, in a way that they don't. It can be a, a, a marketing solution as well as a, just a solution for the customer. And a unique offer. A unique offer is you know 30 minutes or it's free, obviously. But you come up from the research, you can usually are going to come up with that unique hook offer solution, the big ideas, my dad would call it. And from there, now what you have to do is the you know at the in the uh, and I put these lumpies together because they come around the same time. Now you're like, okay, that's it. I can't wait to tell everybody. And you go and you start to vomit up on the page, the words on the page. You start to put down that first draft. Right. Okay, the actual sitting there copywriting the first draft is the shortest part of this entire process. Right. If my dad spent 30 days writing you an ad, he only. Spent about an hour and a half writing the actual copy, and that was by hand. Right. Right. Okay. Then the third phase is to is in editing it, is taking that message and polishing it. Now, my dad did a little differently than I did. He, once he had that big idea, he then spent several days polishing that imaginary conversation, explaining the unique offer and or you know hook offer solution to the prospect in his head. He was perfecting that. And that's because he comes from back in the day when you they had typewriters. And once you wrote something out to make any changes were time consuming and expensive. Now, what he would then do is he, that his, so his first drafts look closer to, to the end product than any good copywriters first drafts do that I see today because what most like me most people they put that first draft on paper and then when I go walk around and think about it I have another good idea to add to it and I come back and I put that into the copy and then I come up with another solution or another thing and then I start polishing it and the way that I polish it is going over it uh, more or less and making changes and moving copy around now my dad still did you know a bunch of edits mm -hmm. but what he did was he made very small changes and he would read people the copy that he has written and he would read them over and over and then catch and make small changes and he would try and monitor measure your excitement right. and desire for the product and um or service and he would do that over and over again now what you want to do is you want to spend a third of your time if you don't have a deadline 
right? You need to create one. If you're like me and you get to write your own, <laughs> create your own dev. Uh, but you, but let's suppose even if they give, even if you have three hours to put out an email, spend an hour doing the research. Out of that, you'll get an hour to do the first draft and then do an hour worth of editing. If you have three, if you have 30 days, do 10 days of research, 10 days of development, hook, offer, solution, giving yourself that time. It may just come immediately. It may take a while where you've got all that research cruising in the back of your head, but you need to take a walk or start doing laundry or doing something that keeps the front of your brain slightly busy long enough for the back of your brain to actually <laughs> work on the problem and right. spit out that answer. That's what the these people, you know, their shower aha moments come in. Yeah. Right. And then the the spend those last 10 days editing the formula. So I'm not saying you edit, you know, forever and ever and ever, right. but you should spend about a third of the time because what you're doing then is you're just polishing that message. And the, and the things that I did differently in this book that there's stuff in there, nobody's ever heard, heard before. Right. I, you know, I've heard people say, you know, Oh, I've heard, there were several people who are serious seasoned professional copywriters and they're like, man, some of this stuff is new and I'm using, I'm using this in my copy. Now I just improved my sales page and stuff right. like that. I will see people who just skip to like the checklist and they'll say, <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's basically, it's a good reminder of some fundamentals. It's right, not. Right, right. Yeah. There's no, there's, it's it goes actually, beyond there. it goes way beyond it. And even the stuff that you think is fundamental, I give you a new twist on it, yeah. a new way of doing it. Um, now, not in every case, there are some things that are basically fundamental, like, you know, reading for your typos, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. but, but here's the thing. If you get one new thing out of the book, let's suppose I teach you one trick that you did not know. And I guarantee you, if you actually read the book, you'll, yep. you'll learn more than, but if I teach you one new trick, it keeps 1% of people reading uh, 1% of your customers who, who watch your, your, your videos, your VSLs or read your sales copy. And it keeps 1% more people actually finish your listening to your sales message. Is it worth the addition? You know, is it worth the $10 that you're adding to your bottom, you know, that you spent right. adding to your bottom line, especially over your career? So the, it, you know, the, the investment in is, in, is insanely low and ridiculous. And the thing is there are, there's a guy, he learned some things from me through the, through the book. And he is one of the best copywriters I have ever seen. He was actually trained by my father. Okay. His name's Caleb. Um, oh, I know who that is. He was, he's the, he's the, one of the best copywriters I have ever seen. I edit professional copywriter stuff all the time and give them, Oh, you, I would change this, move this answer and change this suggestion or make suggested changes and everything. He one time wrote this piece of copy and I was like, man, that's really great. There's only two small changes that I would make. And that was the smallest number of changes I've ever seen in anybody's copy that I've read. Right. And he did make those two small changes. He, he was like, wow, that's really good. And that is that, you know, he was looking for, you know, they go to that level of perfection, the great copy writers do right and he did that ad and he ran it and it um, did six times ad cost it was it, it <laughs> just blew everything away and i didn't the, the results i didn't know the results i said you know the, it, there were no results before when i first read it right i was just saying you know man that is superbly great copy and one of the things in his funnel i had actually given him one of those marketing solutions okay you know because it you know, at the beginning, what I was known, all of a sudden you get known for something. At the beginning, I got known for open rates, right? Now I'm going to be known as the editing guy for a little while. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then and then I'm going to be, you know, but the, the real truth is I'm more of an idea guy. I'm one of the few people who will give you a unique idea that's that other people, you know, 
uh, that you know people haven't thought of. I'm back to answering your question. So I'm working on products that actually fulfill, you know, showing you how to do the research and showing you shortcuts to get over your writer's block and um, inspire you to come up with good, unique offers and solutions. But the editing process was done first, okay? Right. And it was the easiest to done first. And I could have just made it a book on editing, but I made it part three on purpose. And I saw one person actually say, and they said, you know what? I got to say, um, I got part three and I was reading the, in the introduction and everything. And I don't know if this was done on purpose or not, <laughs> but it really made me want to get part two. Yeah. I thought it was, right? I thought it was brilliant. It's so it absolutely does. And then it was done on purpose. Yeah. Um, I remember one time my dad knew this guy who had produced a low budget movie. I think it was surf Nazis. Um, it was, it was really low budget, you know, <laughs> terrible, terrible movie, but I think he released it as surf Nazis part two. Okay. Right? <laughs> nice. And the reason he did that is everybody made the assumption that it had to be relatively decent because there must've been a first one <laughs> that made every, you know, that, that made this worth seeing the sequel and everything. And of course there were, no, there was no surf Nazis part one. Right. I am working on part two. I am working on part one because again, I'm not out to fool people into doing it. It's just that this portion of the formula was written first. Right. And it was the easy it was the easiest one to complete, you know, to compile all the information and show it. And the other thing I like about it that I'm particularly proud of is nobody's ever covered the subject in depth. My dad's portion of the editing formula is five steps. Right. Okay. That's all it was. And his editing advice. And my dad gave everybody more copy advice than anybody on earth. Yeah. His, you know, the and what I've learned to do is I would take patterns and things that he, you know, that I would see in his great copy. And I, and I learned to do this when I was helping other professional copywriters with their copy. And I would end up creating formulas that would teach them and show them how to do it and to, to improve their copy to make it better. And I'll give, I'll give you one tip out of the book that's a perfect example of a very traditional thing taught in a better way. There is a classic U to I, uh, I to U formula that everybody talks about. And they mm -hmm. said that, you know, for every time you use the word I, you want to use the word you, like uh, it should be two. 20% to 80%. Right. So if you use the word I twice, you should be using the word you 80%. You were your, okay. Cause it's about making it about your prospect. That's right. That's not in reality, the way that I saw it in all the great copy I read. So when you see the magic IDU formula, everybody thinks, Oh, you know, I know about that. Right. right. <laughs> right. What I teach you that's different is this, my dad's copy all the I took on the negative and the you got the benefit. So I was sleeping in my car and down down on my luck and struggling to make sales. You're still telling their story, but they're in their mind, they're going, hey, that's my problem too, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I still, you know, every time I got on the plane, I was done. I had so much fear <laughs> that I felt crippled and my chest was, you know, I, I found it hard to breathe and it felt like I was being compressed and, you know, I, claustrophobia started to feel, felt like claustrophobic and you're describing their story. Right. But that's when doctor gave me something which which will make all of that go away for you and you'll never have to you know never feel fear uh, feel the fear of flying ever again and you, you'll be able to be a world traveler and, um, and feel you know and feel the sweet release and you get rid of half the anxiety of booking plane airplane tickets so all the benefit was on you right yeah, and he took all the pain on the eye so it was no you know I never you know and I noticed that and I'm like it's a better way to say instead of saying oh I found two eyes I need to write eight you and yours right. 
right? Right, right. So instead, what it is is I I play your song, but I put it on me because I'm not saying you know you know are you know you have a problem with and you are right. you always finding typos in your work? Is your type is your editing process is your is your copy so wonky people won't continue reading it? You know that's first of all it's more of like putting you on the spot and you want to defend yourself, that's right? That's right. That's right. Okay, and you say of course, but well yeah it's wonky, but I got to put it out. I'd rather make moves and motion over meditation. And I'd rather, right. you know, yeah, it gives them so a reason. you start gives defending yourself. Yeah. If I tell you my copy's always wonky, <laughs> right. you go, yeah, sometimes that happens to me too. And um, then I say, you know, with the, this editing formula, your copy will start sounding and have the smooth professionalism that you'll see in copy written by masters like Gary Benzevink and Gary Halbert. Right. Right. And so then you're like, okay, yeah, that's what I want. You know, it's the the whole the dynamic changes there. And so it's better than just counting eyes and using yours. Yeah. Okay. And so that's a that's a classic example that's in the book that explains to you this is what you think is a classic example of some, of an editing technique, but it's actually taught to you a little bit better than I've seen other people teach it. And that's the end of the second part of our interview with Bond Halbert. Hope you're having a happy new year and this year is off to a good start. Tune in next week when we'll have another exciting guest on the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast. Do you have online courses, information products, or other digital assets? If you do, I have one question for you. Is your marketing built on a rock-solid foundation? A foundation that is exciting, important to your prospects, and so beneficial that it stirs a deep need for those products the very first moment someone hears about them. Over at MakeWordsPay.com, I put together a free report just for you. It is all about building your marketing on ideas that make it easier to sell your products. Ideas that boost your bottom line and make the cash just flow in. Go over to MakeWordsPay.com and download the free report now. Discover how your marketing foundation stacks up. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.